about to come out there and drop 60 on their head. Now, look at me. I want them to win. But I know I know Golden State. <laughs> Listen, LeBron gonna play all 48 minutes. Kevin Durant gonna come out the game. Steph Curry gonna come out the game. Clay Thompson gonna come out the game. Draymond Green gonna come out the game. The whole time, LeBron gonna be on the court dog and shit. He playing like he possessed all you. This whole yeah, okay. he ain't had okay, a game where he scored under 35 points. The fact oh, that I he even made that. the yeah, fact like, that he even made it to the the fact that he made it to the championship this year. Is a testament that he's on some, on some other type time. I, but I disagree with that though because, okay, it was bad. This why it was okay. This was, this why I disagree though. He ain't beat nobody, bro. The teams he beat this year, this all right. This what everybody forgetting. And this all right. And the argument of LeBron being the best of all time, right? They bring up Jordan. They bring up Kobe. They bring up other cats, right? The team that LeBron beat, all right, these are the teams LeBron beat to go to his first finals. LeBron beat the, 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 the Washington Wizards when they had Gilbert Arenas, Karan Butler, Antoine Jameson. Niggas forget about that Wizards team. They were stacked. They had Gilbert Arenas. They had Karan Butler. They had Antoine Jameson. They had um, Brendan Haywood. They had JaVale McGee. That was a tough Wizards squad. I was in D.C. LeBron beat them in the first round. Second round, he had to beat, um, man, who did he beat with Wally Zerbiak and them? The second round, he had to beat Orlando. He beat Orlando with Dwight Howard and them. He beat Dwight Howard and all of them. That's the year he hit the three-pointer boom to, uh, to end it in the fourth quarter. He beat Orlando. Then he had to play Detroit, the same Detroit Pistons team that had just the year before beat Kobe, Shaq, Karl Malone, Gary Payton. That same Detroit team? LeBron smashed them, dropped 48 in game six, again dunked on the whole team. Ben Wallace, Rasheed, uh, Rasheed Wallace, Tayshawn Prince, Rip Hamilton, Chauncey Billups. That whole squad was stacked. LeBron dogged them and got to the finals. Kobe ain't never beat nobody like that. Jordan ain't never. All right, Jordan had teams. LeBron only had to ever carry a team by his damn uh, self, bro, like, and get to the championship. we like... To me, like, I think LeBron, like, kind of copied his three-pointer off Kobe, man. Like, Kobe got to get that three-pointer that's out of the world, you know? Yeah, but Kobe had squads. Kobe had Pau Gasol and, and Trevor Ariza, Lamar Odom, Andrew Bynum, Derek Fisher, uh, Shannon Brown. The cat, uh, this nigga played like three years. His name was like Daquan something. <laughs> uh, Daquan or something. That's number three, yeah. Devin George. That's what I'm thinking about. Devin George. Man, Kobe had squad. LeBron bro. had a squad. He got, he got, okay, he got um, Kevin Love. He got, he's had Kyrie Irving, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he, they he, won. They won the championship. He got a squad. Michael, Michael Jordan, he only had Pippen. And people want all that, man. He's like, right. Don't, he do that, that. Don't, do that, don't do that, bro. Don't do that, bro. Don't do that, bro. Don't do that. Are you saying that Jordan's only player he had was Pippen? Pippen and uh, Steve Kerr. <laughs> bro, go there. All right, the first three championships. Jordan's first championship, he beat a a hobbling Lakers team with an old ass Kareem Abdul Jabbar, a James Worthy that was hurt and didn't play, and Magic Johnson. And, and that Bulls team was stacked. They had Bill Cartwright. They had uh, Horace Grant. They had Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan. They had Bill Paxson. Bill Paxson was a was a Kyle Corver. 
They had B.J. Armstrong off the bench who was shooting nothing but threes. Craig Hodges off the bench shooting nothing but threes. And then uh, random white people. <laughs> random seven-footers. <laughs> Bill Winnington and some random cats. You know what I'm saying? Jordan's second year, same team, them first three years. Then they got Tony Kukoc. When they drafted him, he was beasting. They got Steve Kerr. Jordan surrounded himself with a bunch of three-point shooters so that when they started to double-triple team him, Jordan could just go ahead and shoot. And on all the Jordan's teams, everybody talking about how Jordan was great defensively. Jordan never had to guard the best player on the other team. And when Jordan played basketball, the nigga Jordan played shooting guard. Jordan was 6'6". Everybody that played that position was 6'2", 6'3". Jordan never had to check nobody that was good because Pippen checked the best player on the other team. Jordan ain't never had to play both sides of the ball like LeBron did. When LeBron played against them Piston squads, he was checking Rip Hamilton. He was trying to check Rasheed Wallace. When he played against the Celtics, he was checking Paul Pierce. You know what I'm saying? When he played in the championship against uh, Tim Duncan and them, he was trying to stick Manu Ginobili. LeBron ain't had no go-to player so, ever so, like LeBron. So what about when, when, when he went to the Heat? All right, when he went to the Heat, that first year, yeah. he choked against Dallas. That, but even that Dallas squad was stacked. That Dallas squad was stacked. You had Jason Terry, Dirk Nowitzki, Tyson Chandler. Uh, man. Me personally, okay. If, if you got somebody on your team, right, and they don't make the all-star, the all-star team, they don't count. You can't to me. Say that. Huh? You can't say that? Come on, bro. Some people that can get into that. that you can't say that. Can't go on, bro. Some people the brother said Kobe beat Boston. Kobe did not beat Boston. Kobe didn't beat Boston. Uh, uh, Ron Artest beat Boston. Lamar Odom beat Boston. Pau Gasol beat Boston. Kobe didn't carry them teams by itself, bro. Man. Kobe had stacked squads, man. Yeah, Ron Artest thing. Kobe, yeah, in that game, they, that, that, that's game seven. Kobe didn't do nothing. Ron Artest, the reason, <clears throat> Ron Artest is the reason why they beat Boston. And Kendrick Perkins got hurt. Don't forget Kendrick Perkins got hurt for that game seven. They, the Boston started uh, some random-ass nigga at center. Kendrick Perkins wasn't playing, bro. Niggas be getting lucky. And these, these, <laughs> these, these, these Golden State Warriors team, them niggas lucky, bro. They the luckiest team I've ever seen in my life. If Chris Paul did not get hurt, they would have lost, bro. They would have lost. Them niggas would be sitting home right now. Kevin Durant would be playing God of War with me, talking shit on the mic <laughs> on a fake Twitter profile. Them niggas would be sitting at home right now. But, man, LeBron going to pull it out, man. He, got he might do it. I don't want to see them niggas win the game. He might do it. I hate them light skinned niggas. <laughs> he might do it. I like light skinned niggas in rap music, but when it comes to basketball, <laughs> I hate them niggas. I want to elbow Steph Curry. I want somebody to just elbow Steph Curry. Just bring Kendrick Perkins <laughs> off the bench to elbow somebody. That's what Cleveland need to do. Put Kendrick Perkins in the game and just elbow uh, uh, Draymond Green. LeBron going to do it, man. I hope. I think he might. Please. I, I, I was on it's going to be in six, though, if he wins. Nah, if he wins, he's going to do it in six. Why six? So if it's seven, they're going to lose. If it goes seven games. He said to go down seven games. If it goes seven games, Cleveland going to lose. Why? Because Iguodala going to be healthy. Oh. I'm trying to tell y'all, Cleveland going to steal that first game. Then the Warriors going to win. Cleveland going to win two at home. Warriors going to win. And then Cleveland going to win game six at home. I think he can do it. Cleveland gonna win game six at home. I'm trying to tell you, man. He probably gonna cry at that. Nah, he ain't gonna cry this time. He would have cried that time. That that uh, if Ray Allen had hit that three, though, LeBron was getting ready to cry. 
Yeah, that second year won that championship. Oh, if he win? Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, bro. Man, I don't know. Come on, dog. I need Cleveland to win. I need LeBron to do it. Be the greatest ever. Be the greatest ever. If LeBron do this, he the GOAT. You can't deny him over this. You can't deny him. You can't. He can't do too much adversity. If he do this, he is the GOAT. You can't deny him. He's the GOAT. If he don't do it, he's still a GOAT, bro. <laughs> LeBron ain't, Jordan ain't never beat no team like this. Jordan ain't never beat no team like this. That's a long, that's like so far back in the day. I'm trying to remember. Man, I remember it vividly, bro. Jordan ain't never beat no team like this. He didn't. LeBron gonna do it, though. LeBron gonna pull it out, man. LeBron an OG like that. But if you're trying to bet 300 versus my 100, I got Cleveland. Holler at me if y'all trying to make that happen. You know what I'm saying? What else we got on Roseanne? So, all right, Roseanne. tell everybody a story about Roseanne. What happened with Roseanne? Roseanne, um, she's, I didn't even know she had a show. She had a show on ABC called Roseanne. And, but, but I think like two days ago, she put out a tweet talking about Obama's secretary, uh, somebody working in Obama's administration. Mm-hmm. And she said, what did she say? There you go right there. She called him. She said he was the Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes. And uh, ABC quickly fired her, like, immediately. Like, right after she did it. Like, right after she did it, they, they fired her and got rid of her. Oh, this is funny. Oh, okay. Oh, this is... But it's real quick. Like, they ain't waste no time with no talking. With no, you know, apology. Oh, she just, yeah. They just immediately got rid of her. She was gone. She ain't had no more show. Hey, this is funny. All right. I'm about to show y'all what I'm looking at. Okay. All right. This is the lady. This lady's name is Valerie Jarrett, right? This lady's name is Valerie Jarrett. Roseanne said, this is the tweet that Roseanne said, Muslim Brotherhood (laughs) and Planet of the Apes had a baby, and it looks like this woman. She She looks like... She the Muslim like, Brotherhood and like the, the Planet she, she of the Apes. She looked like the original Planet of the Apes when they had the man. She looks like the Muslim Brotherhood <laughs> and the Planet of the Apes had a baby. That's and what this, she was talking this about? broad popped out. That was the tweet. The tweet was... No, that's what she was talking about. Yes, this is the lady she was talking what about. What are you talking about a man? Oh, that's funny. Okay. So, Roseanne, for y'all that don't know, all you young... Y'all, she y'all had, you don't she, even know what Roseanne is. She had this show when she was, she was young and the big guy the whole time. Tell him to clean up and all that. No, that was basically the show. That was not the. It was show, a show. Was it the other family, <laughs> bro? Roseanne was, was, was a show about white trash. It was, yeah. white, it was a show about white trash. It was. She had a big husband. Yeah. She was a construction <laughs> worker or something. Yeah. Yeah. She was yelling at him and stuff. That was the show. Nah, that, that was, was the show. Yeah, that was the show. <laughs> <laughs> like that was more than that. It was a big guy. He was uh, sitting down eating. He was uh, like, "Oh, you gotta go clean, uh, clean take the trash out." That was the whole show. I'm uh, back like this. You trying to make it more intricate than that? That was uh, the show. Uh, <laughs> Roseanne had a show back in the in the nineties, and it, it went off the air. They brought it back like four months ago, and the show was the, the ratings was through the roof. You know what I'm saying? The show was making like sixty million an episode for CBS, bringing in tons of money, and for them to fire her behind that one tweet just goes to show that in America right now. There's a price to pay for being openly racist unless you're the president. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I don't think that they fired her because they was afraid of black. I don't I don't get it. 
I don't know what the point of firing her okay, is. I think right now, okay, the the the, the, the media is is, a, is strong is strongly left. They strong mm-hmm. on that democratic. Yeah, they strongly like it's like they got a real strong pool in that in that category. You right, being dem- right. democratic and liberal. You right. So I think it was probably in their best interest to do it, even though they're making so much money. Mm. It was probably you know as far as a political move, it's probably was their best interest to get rid of her yeah. because they they their constituency don't like that type of stuff. I got you, I got you. And for them to just go ahead and do it, it takes away the effect it could have on other programs they got on that yeah, on that kinda. network. So Roseanne out of a job. Somebody said tweet. it was like a, somebody tweeted. They said uh, you can't really blame Roseanne. She didn't know she was being the type of racist that get you fired from ABC or the type of racist that get you elected president. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. You know what I'm saying she comfortable. Same, she comfortable. The same type of racist that got her fired is what got Donald Trump elected president. You know what I'm saying? But she gone now. I'm sure off the air. But she was right. That was a funny joke. The Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby and it equals VJ. That's funny. Now transition. Alright, the point of this is, watch what you put on Twitter, bro. Yeah. You can't have a job and be dignified and, you know what I mean, and then you posting things on Twitter that just get you fired or just be careful <laughs> with the social media because they watching it, they plotting it <laughs> on everybody. These so hoes tweaking tonight. If you... Let's go to put on Twitter. <laughs> if you want to avoid what happened to... If you want to avoid what happened to Roseanne, then you gotta be... Like this guy. If you want to, <laughs> if you want to avoid what happened to Roseanne, then you gotta be like Jerry Coangelo. Jerry Coangelo. Oh, Brian! You gotta be like Brian's father's name is Jerry. You gotta be like Brian Coangelo. Now, a lot of y'all out there might be wondering who the hell is Brian Coangelo. Brian Coangelo is the president of basketball operations. For the Philadelphia 76ers. Today, a story came out in Ringer Magazine that claims that uh, Brian Colangelo has five burner Twitter accounts. Now, a burner account is, it's not really you, it's somebody else. But you can post on there things that you think and that you feel, but nobody ever knows that it's you. He's the president of basketball operations for the 76ers. And he had five fake Twitter accounts that he was It's little birds, the little Twitter birds instead of the stars. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny as hell. That's funny. Was the cat was posting tweets talking trash about the players on the 76ers. From these five accounts, he got tweets. Joel Embiid is a bum. Uh, ben Simmons can't shoot for shit. Mark L. Fultz has never drafted him. He's, he's fucking, he's a bum, he's a bust. But he's the president of the goddamn team. He putting out personal stuff. Joel, I don't need that $20 nowhere. <laughs> They're like, what, why is that? Yeah, so the, the magazine, somebody snitched. Somebody, you know what I'm saying, was the informant to the magazine telling them, yo, he got these accounts, these the accounts. When the magazine go to the, to, to the 76ers organization and say, hey, we got wind that the president has some fake Twitter accounts. These are the two accounts he has. When the 76ers started an investigation, soon as the magazine told the Sixers about the news they had, the other three accounts that the magazine was monitoring, monitoring but they didn't tell the team about, all of them went private at the same time, which kind of 
corroborated that, okay, these two accounts we know about, but these other three, they all went private at the same time, which what made the story is that, you know what I'm saying, he got these fake accounts, you know? Why did, why did he, um, why did he have five of them? Why can't he have one? Because, I don't know, I don't know. Recently, this, this ain't the first time somebody famous got caught with a burner account. Kevin Durant, at the uh, last year after they won the championship, Kevin Durant had a fake Twitter account. He was tweeting somebody. He thought he was tweeting from one of his fake accounts, but he tweeted from his actual account. <laughs> I think I heard it. I'm and he I'm tweeted right. like he was somebody else. So he was talking about, damn near the tweet was like in third person. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, Kevin Durant is the best player. He just won the championship. <laughs> but it posted from the KD trade yeah. Twitter. And so it came out that Kevin Durant had fake Twitter handles. I bet a, a, a lot of them got that. It's, it's really smart because they, they can say what they want to say. It's smart. You can say what it's you really want to say. And ain't nobody got to know that it was you. But if you're slipping on your pimping, you're going <laughs> to get caught up. Pimping. You know what I'm saying? This cat was slipping on his pimping and got caught up, and it's not a good look. You know what I'm saying? I need to do that so I can start making my memes. Yes. I got a lot of memes that need to get out. And they need to get out. I got a lot of meme ideas. But I couldn't do it for my account because I'm offending a lot of people. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I need to make a fake account and get my meme game up. Well, you can make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Just don't get caught up like Jerry Coangelo. <laughs> if Roseanne was smart, then she would have had a burner account like this cat. Maybe she'd still have her damn, uh, maybe she'd still have her damn uh, job. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's funny. It's in the news. And so we had to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, what else we got, man? That was it, right? That's it. That's it. The Pusha T Drake debate continues. Let me see. This brother Cleon said uh, they fired her because many ad companies don't want to be aligned to her racist ads. It will create bad publicity, and I can many of those ads. And I can many of those ad companies were threatening to pull ad money to ABC for a show. Yeah, like all that. That's smart. You know what I'm saying? Like all that. You know what I'm saying? And money is what controls everything. So if you want to hit white people in the pocket, you got to hit them with money. Is that? You know what I'm saying? That's how you make things happen. You know what I mean? But you know. It's wild. We live in a whole new era of, you know, social awareness as far as what you say. Nobody give a damn about what you do. You can kill black men in the streets. Ain't nothing going to change. But if you say something racist about the Muslim Brotherhood or Planet of the Apes, then you lose your goddamn TV show. You know what I'm saying? You can tell niggas they can't kneel on the field. They better go to the, in the locker room with that bullshit. Ain't nothing going to happen to you. But if you're the president of the U.S. and you say, you know, we, we tamed the continent... You know what I'm saying? Then nothing. You get elected president. You know what I'm saying? So, just be smart about what you're posting on social media. Just know that they watching, they reporting, they lying on you. So just be careful, man. Don't get yourself caught up. You know what I'm saying? Because pretty soon they're gonna start bringing charges up on people that start. You know what I'm saying? For what you based on what you say on the internet. Just be careful, man. Keep your eyes open, your ears open. Watch what's happening to these celebrities because it starts with them. That thing gonna trickle on down. You know what I'm saying? So. Be on your P's and Q's, man. Be watching your ass. They coming for y'all niggas out there. Real quick, man. Okay. There's another story that came out that I saw in the news, right? Amazon. Matter of fact, I heard this on the um, Bobani Jones podcast. All right. I'm a sports cat, man. I, I do a hard slavery job. 
Landscaping and for demolition three, for, for three weeks. Oh, uh, so what, nigga? I, it's been it's been it's been <laughs> seven weeks. Yeah, like, yeah I've been it's since been I graduated weeks. high school. I've been seven weeks. <laughs> seven weeks, but I've been doing some hard, hard manual labor. And I like to put my earphones in. I like yeah. listening to my goddamn listening to my little music and shit. I mean, I don't listen to music. I listen to podcasts. Yeah. I listen to Dan Levitard show. They funny. It's funny. They ain't all devils. Dan Levitard from Cuba. He could be Edomite or he could be Manessa. You know what I'm saying? He got two other cats on the show that's that could be Manessa, could be Edomites. He got one Amicalite or a Jewish dude on there named Stugatz. And he got um a bunch of other people that be coming on the show. So I like their show. It's funny, I listen to it all the time. Uh, another cat, but Bomani Jones, he be on ESPN. You know what I'm saying? He got a little podcast. He do Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I listened to the Bomani Jones podcast, and there was a story on there. From Amazon, and this lady and her husband had a little Alexa speaker, right? And they was having a conversation. Well, apparently, the the the, the speaker thought that somebody said Alexa, and turned on and started recording their conversation. They having a conversation, talking back and forth. Whatever they were saying to each other made the damn speaker take the recording of them talking and send it to somebody that was in his contact list. So they talking, having a conversation. The speaker start recording. He's probably talking about like, yeah, his job. You got to sit next to Caitlin. Yeah, you, yeah. The speaker listened to the whole conversation, sent it to somebody. His job, dude, at his job, called him and was like, "Hey man, I got a message from you, but it's just you and your wife talking." You know what I'm saying? And so they, so they said that um, the speaker had turned on and was listening to whatever the case may be. Yeah. With all of this technology, man, all these phones and devices and the National Security Administration and. CIA and this and that, they listening to everything that you're doing, everything that you got going on. And it made me think about the book 1984. I remember being in school. I don't know. If, all right, when you was in grade school, did they make y'all read the book 1984? No. Uh, you never heard of that book? Mm. All right, y'all out there, hit me with a one. I heard about it. If you <laughs> had to read the book 1984 when it's you like was in school, yeah, it was, it was like a, like a futuristic book, but it was written. It was written in the 1940s or the 1930s. My father put it up right there. That's Big Brother. Yes, this book called 1984 by George Orwell, right? Let me see what year it was made. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. All right. 1984, often published as the number 1984, is a dystopian novel published in 1949 by English author George Orwell. The novel is set in the year 1984 when most of the world population have become victims of perpetual war, omnipresent government, government surveillance, and public manipulation. You understand? So... 1984 was about the dangers of the future if government gained too much control. And a lot of what was written in 1984 about the details about how the people were being monitored in their homes and the government was watching over them and you had neighbors lying on neighbors, getting them locked up or snitching on neighbors. If you see something, mm-hmm. say something. It was that type of shit. A lot of what we're dealing with today as far as all this technology with the surveillance and you got the damn thing, somebody ring the doorbell, you got a camera on the doorbell and you can see it on your cell phone or you can put cameras in your house and check on your cell phone and see what's going on. A lot of that is you willingly 
opening yourself up to the government to be able to be all in your business. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Now, for black people, for that to be something, I mean, it ain't nothing to be scared of. It's just something to be aware of. But to me, I think it's heavy that a cat was writing about it in 1984, and it's ex- everything that he wrote about in that book is exactly what we living with today. Like, everything. You know what I'm saying? And so I just think it's heavy how either he's a, either he was, you know, could see the future, or he knew that there was a plan that was in place. Like you know what I'm saying? Scared of communism and all that. Control. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, it was written in 1949, but I think they made us read the book to prepare us for now. Like the movies and all that? Nah, like damn near like, okay. Conditioning? Yeah, conditioning, but but sub, like in a subtle way. Yeah. Meaning they had us read the book, but never really talked about the dangers of what we was reading. Like that was a heavy book for a seventh grader to read, an eighth grader to read. I'm gonna ask you to say what year you read. It was like seventh, eighth grade. It's like why y'all got us reading this crazy ass book about this messed up ass future, unless they damn near made us read it so they could teach us what to think about it, mm-hmm. versus us reading it on our own and thinking what we thought about it. Listen, bro. I'm trying to tell you. I think that's how. Listen, listen. Just in case you get it on your own time. Listen, this is how the white man. This is how I'm trying to tell you. This is how the white man's school works. The white man's school is designed to teach you what they want you to take from things. And let me, uh, Baba Kishan, let me get a little bit more. uh, I mean, that's true. But like, you know what I'm saying? You would, I don't think I think most that, of your classmates wouldn't have read that book if they didn't tell them. But what about those of us who would have read it? It would have been like, yo, this this what they got planned. And this is a horrible future. Yeah, what this you, is a what horrible you gonna, world. What they was gonna do? What they gonna do? Man, I don't know. I think they were trying to kill all the revolutionaries. Huh? Listen, here, this is all I'm saying. This is all I'm saying. You ever been in school yeah. and you get a textbook and the curriculum be like chapters three, chapter seven, chapter twelve, and chapter fourteen? Yeah, it skips. And then you say, I I was the cat in class that'd be like, well, what the fuck going on in chapters one, two, four, five, six? Nine and ten that they don't want us to read. Yeah. Why are we skipping all these chapters? This is a big ass book. You want us to read chapter three, chapter seven, chapter ten, chapter twelve. What's going on in the rest of them chapters? That's how I look at some of these books and these movies they used to make us watch. They used to make us watch movies like Outside. No, there's a, a movie called Outsiders or a book called Outsiders about these gangs, these fucking gangs back in the in the, in the white people times. It was like in the, in the 30s or 40s. And he had the socials versus the greasers and all these other little crazy shit. And I used to wonder, like, man, why the hell, hell they had us read them books and watch them movies? I think if they was trying to condition us to think about them concepts a certain way versus seeing them through our own eyes. You know what I'm saying? And so I just be wondering if I'm the only person that be thinking about stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, man, 1984, that's what that Lexus speaker is, that Google. I just got it. I got the new iPhone 8. I got the damn. It's this thing called Bixby on there, right? What's that? Some just like the it's like the Google it's like the uh, Samsung version of Alexa and the Samsung version oh. of Google, right? But you take a picture, and it be like, do you want Bixby to search what this is? I'm like, nah, bro, I'm good. Like, what if I'm taking pictures of my? You know what I'm saying? I could be taking pictures of anything. I could be sending something to my woman, doing anything. I don't need the goddamn phone to ask me, do I want to run a search on the image? Nah, motherfucker, leave me alone. Like, I don't know, I just think they, it's just all intrusive in the day. Yeah, for never, sure, been looking at you before a while, for a while now. I, I'm, I'm saying, I ain't saying it like on Facebook. right now. Yeah, you, I'm not. You know what I would think? Okay, because on Facebook, you can see 
whoever who's looking at you that's on your friends list, like on this. But but the, the number of people that's on here that's on my friends list would be low a lot of the times. But it'd be like you know a whole bunch of other people that's not on my friends list yeah. watching it. And I'd be yeah. wondering who these other ten, you know, ten, fifteen random people. Now I'm with you on it's that. The FBI, man. See how I don't know about all that. I ain't higher. worried about it. I'm just saying. I just think it's a heavy government. Government. You know what I'm saying? They monitoring y'all, man. You be, you keep your head on the swivel, man. Just watch out for the cats hopping out of vans and and, and all white coats. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all white coats. You scared. <laughs> nah, you ever used to watch South Park? Anytime somebody get crazy, it'd be a van pull up and a bunch of white dudes hop out and they carry them away. That's how I'm gonna stop being so watch. You know what I'm saying? Go do some research on how Nazi on how not the Nazis took over in Germany. They just pull up in the van, run up in the house and just whole family disappeared. Yeah? Everybody disappeared and never heard from again, yeah? They gonna start doing that. They probably already doing it to niggas. There's eighty thousand black women missing in America right now. You know what I'm saying? There's 65,000 black men missing. Where we going to? We ain't just disappearing in thin air. I think somebody you know what I'm saying? We got to watch out, with you. watch out, man, for your loved ones, man. The white man is the devil the Bible speak of, and it's a whole bunch of evil and craziness that's going on. You know what I'm saying? But um, unless y'all got something y'all want us to talk about, man, I think that's the end of the show. I don't know if we got anything more to talk about. Y'all let us know. Weigh in on the Drake versus uh, Pusha T debate. Let us know what y'all think it is. Tell us how much you think Drake needs to pay on the child support. How, how much you owe? <laughs> oh, man. man. Tell us how much you think he owes the child support. <laughs> <laughs> Drake breaking too many real nigga rules. <laughs> you gonna have sex with, with uh, strippers and porn stars? Yeah, Can't raw dog him. God damn. Come on, man. You having raw sex with porn stars, man? Man, that man too emotional, bro. You got all that money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the book and the movie, The Outsider. Yeah. I wonder why they had us read The Outsider. You, you remember that book, uh, Thumb Young? Uh-huh. Thumb Young said, no, nah, I remember that book. Yeah, The Outsider. You know what I'm saying? They had games. The Socias and the Greasers. They had us read that book. They taught us. I remember them teaching us what to think about it. And I'm just, I'm like, that ain't what I got from the book. I don't, like, they made us write essays and everything. Okay, but when I was in high school, they didn't tell us the, what they asked us what we thought, of, what we thought about. We didn't write stuff about what we thought about it. Yeah, but I, okay. Well, maybe my, my thing might have been different. I had a teacher, my my advanced placement language teacher, a cat named Zach Marks. And this cat taught us a method of reading books to understand what the author's intention was. Yeah. And he taught us how to read books to see the symbols, see symbolism through the story. No. And so he'd be like, you can understand any book if you do it, read it this way. Meaning... Any novel, like any non-fiction novel, if you read it this way, you can understand what the author is trying to show you. And so when I remember, I remember reading 1984, I remember reading The Outsiders and applying that method he taught us to what we saw in the book. And so it's damn, he damn near taught us that method and it made us read the book a certain way rather than just reading the book to just read it. Cool. Like I, I remember a lot of books I read in school. I didn't read them just to read them. I read them to see what they wanted me to see out of it. You feel what I'm saying? Same thing with Charlotte's Web. A lot of them little books, we wasn't just free reading. It wasn't just, hey, read this. It was yeah. reading and what do you think about the character something something and 
what was it meant when something so so and so said this to so and so? And I used to always thought it was funny, like. Well, I hadn't even thought about that part of the shit. I'm thinking about some whole other shit. But now they got me focusing on this part. And I got to write about this part. I just always thought they was trying to gear us towards what they wanted us to think or what they wanted us to see. I ain't never really feel like you was free to think what you wanted to yeah, think about something. Because damn near, you write an essay. If it was, what did you think about it? Then everybody get A's. Because whatever the hell I thought is what I thought. That ain't how it was for me when I was in school. It was... Did you understand this? And did you get that? And did you get this part of it? Yeah. And I just thought that was the reason why they was having us read them books. But it's been a minute. I ain't read 1984. I ain't read Outsiders in a long time. But I know for a fact a lot of that stuff I read in 1984 that had me shook when I was a kid is stuff that I'm seeing today. You know what I'm saying? All right, let me see what Cleon Jacob said. He said, I'm glad that Pusha T tore Drake a new one. First of all, Drake is a fucking sellout. Although he is Israel, he dissed another ox woman who was in Israelite. Here's where it gets interesting. Pusha T went after Drake, Edomite porn star, baby mother. Then he went after his Edomite devil mother and his best friend and producer, OVO 40, who was stricken with MS, and he too is an Edomite or Amalek devil. I think Pusha's on to something, and Drake can't come back. Ultimately, the most high put Drake's ass on blast. God! Jesus did it to Drake. You see? God! God! <laughs> It was, it, was, it was bestowed by God himself. You niggas trying to be so goddamn deep, bro. <laughs> God. It ain't that deep, yo. It ain't that deep, bro. God. I didn't know that the, the OVO 40 joint was him producer. making fun of his producer. The, the producer's like, what? Like, he's been working with him since he started. I didn't know that, though. Yeah. So that's what the whole uh, uh, tick, tick, tick. Yeah. I mean, tick, 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 tick. How much time we got? Oh. That man is six, six, six. Oh, that's fucked <laughs> up. I didn't get that part. Oh, he dissing his man. Yeah, he, about to, he like he got a he got some shit. Multiple roses. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. Ain't pushing T fucked up. He was he wasn't playing no game. That's fucked up. See what that shit that shit bad though, cause he he made fun of his father for being uh uh. uh how you gonna make fun of a nigga father for being a deadbeat, stepping out, leaving when you was five? But then charge a nigga for being a deadbeat. That's it. He should know what it feel like. Drake should know what he doing to his son. And it's not right. He know what it feel like. That's black people. That's, that's our culture. Don't say that. That's, that's, that's <laughs> 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 we just fuck ups. Don't say that. <laughs> we ain't never going to do shit right. That's how it's supposed to go. Pusha <laughs> T don't know what that's like. Because Pusha T lived at home with both parents. And Pusha T's real name is Clarence. You know what I'm saying? Drake trying to tell everybody that Pusha T nigga ain't real, man. He ain't really about that life. <laughs> he said it's black people. <laughs> that, that's it. Y'all let us know what y'all think, man. You know what I'm saying? That concludes episode seven. Salute to the angry black man media squad, your man oh. Chief Sock G, my brother Ariana Lyon. Thumb and Yum. Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect. We're hard at y'all, man. We're gonna let y'all what should we let him go with? It's probably going to get flagged. Yeah. What are you going to say? Grinding. Nah, yeah, you can't call him, man. Grinding. 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 Grinding.
grinding. Oh, I got in the lining. What did Captain Cobb say? That was rough. Welcome.